Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of Missing the Point with Miles David. I am your host, Miles David, and thank you for tuning in to another episode with me today. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you. If you've been rocking with me for a while or a little while now, I appreciate it. I just wanted to start this episode off by saying thank you to the loyal listeners I have. We are almost to 2,000 listeners for the entire show, which is a little crazy. I mean, you know, that might not be much to some of the giant podcasters out there or the more established podcasters, but for a podcast that's been trucking along since (laughs) early September 2020, I will take that in stride and take it as a sign that I'm doing something that people are clicking on at the very least. (laughs) In today's episode, I have something really fun to share with you guys. I have a conversation with Carl about the new Jasmine Sullivan project. We've made the mistake, I just have to address this early, me and Carl made the mistake, I think it's mostly me, of calling Jasmine Sullivan, who is a, she's one of our favorite musical talents. We made the mistake of, well, I guess I made the mistake of calling this an album, and I had to do some backtracking and realizing that this is actually an EP (laughs) from Jasmine Sullivan, so we're just going to take it as a project and just be happy that she released some new music, because If you know Jasmine Sullivan and are a fan, you know she is good for taking a little break away from the music scene, but she is back and I'm glad that she is back in the mix. I'm so glad to hear her voice and my good friend Carl joined me to talk about and review the track list and everything about her recent project called Whole Tales and... If you have not listened, I'm going to link the track list and uh, the lyrics to it so you can dive into it and do what you need to do to get your Jasmine Sullivan on. And um, fun fact, Carl has actually been on the podcast before. He was one of the original special guests. (laughs) We talked about the Monica versus Brandy versus battle that took place on Instagram or YouTube or whatever. I believe the name of that episode is called What About So Gone? And it's actually one of my best performing uh, episodes. So go check it out to get to know a little bit more about Carl and hear his voice. If, you, if you've not heard that, you can go listen to it after this because I want you to sit here and listen. <laughs> but before we get into Jasmine Sullivan and all of her R&B wonderfulness, I just wanted to give you guys a quick update about what's going on in tennis. It won't be long because tennis hasn't really got back up and started yet. I just wanted to give you guys that listen for my wonderful tennis commentary and update about what's going on in the world. So hit it. Oh, another one for the highlight reel. So if you have been keeping up with the podcast and my announcements about everything going on in the world of tennis, then you would know that it has been a hot mess in Australia for the past couple of weeks with getting players to the actual country and getting them quarantined and and prepared to compete in the opening Grand Slam of the tennis season in Australia in Melbourne. And as I speak now, there have been some updates to the lead-in tournaments to the big kahuna (laughs) Australian Open. And there's been a, a, a couple of just minor changes that I wanted to let you guys know. So, If you listened to last week's episode, then you know that there were 72 players that had to 
or are having to endure a 14 day quarantine hard lockdown period. And what the Australian Open has done is actually put in another tournament specifically for those players so that they don't have to kind of go into the Australian Open dry or, you know, not feeling their best. So they're trying to do the best they can with what they have, because essentially all the professional tennis players in the world are most of the ones that we have all known and love are in Melbourne right now. And tennis is going to hit the ground running come January 31st. So basically that first full week of February is going to be a lot of tennis. And then after that, there's going to be even more tennis when the Australian open starts. So just going to knock off what the calendar looks like so far. So a lot of these names of these, (laughs) of these, uh, a lot of the names of these tournaments are very, very weird and kind of, made up in a way just to kind of fit the situation because normally in a normal year I have to stress this we would have tournaments all over the continent of Australia but because we live in a new normal they're trying to kind of keep the bubble if you will right in Melbourne the city where they're hosting the biggest Grand Slam to start the season so we have at the top Starting on the 31st of January, we have the Gippsland Trophy and also concurrently the Yarra Valley Classic Tournament. Both of those are WTA 500 level tournaments and they're actually featuring some very, very, very stacked fields. The collective field in those tournaments in Melbourne will feature 49 of the top 50 women, including 15 Grand Slam champions. It's going to include world number one, Ashley Barty, who has actually not been able to play most of, she didn't play most of 2020 because of COVID-19 protocols and her actually being based in Australia. She wasn't able to travel as freely as she would have liked to. And joining her on the list is uh, world number two, Simona Halep, world number three and reigning U.S. Open champion Naomi Osaka, 23-time major champion, hoping for for 24, Serena Williams, as well as two-time Australian Open champion Victoria Azarenka. All of those players I just named are actually going to be playing their they're going to be hitting the court professionally for the first time at this event at the uh, top of February. So that is going to be very, very exciting. And also, fun, fun fact, <laughs> we have Canada's Bianca Andreescu, who won the 2019 U.S. Open, had that amazing run beating Serena Williams in the final. She will be coming back to play in 2021 after having the entirety of the 2020 season off due to injury and, of course, the global pandemic Uh, I just wanted to also note the new tournament I mentioned earlier is called the Gampions Trophy. Again, I have no idea why they're calling it that. I think they're just trying to name these separate little tournaments something else because all of them are taking place right in Melbourne Park. But specifically, the Gampions Trophy is going to be for the 72 players, most of whom are WTA players who had to endure the stricter 40. Uh, the stricter 14 day quarantine, not leaving their rooms for much at all. So that one's going to take place from the 3rd of February to the 7th of February. So it's going to be a quick, short and sweet tournament. And as far as the men are concerned, the ATP players are going to be playing also in Melbourne Park. The name of their tournaments are the Great Ocean Road Open (laughs) and the Murray River Open, both of which are taking place from the 1st of September. February, excuse me, from the 1st of February to the 7th of February. Both of those events are ATP 250 events. And also the bright shining star in all of this, I guess, is the ATP Cup. 
um, which is going to be from the 2nd of February to the 6th of February. And that is going to be where the bigger names in men's tennis are, are you know, including Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, and they're going to be competing for their countries. So they will have the countries on their backs to see which country is the top country in men's tennis. I still don't quite get up for that event. I really miss the Hopman Cup. If you are an OG tennis fan, you know what the Hopman Cup is. It's where the men and the women competed together in Perth, Australia. Much better event than what the ATP Cup did originally last year to me me just personally i bring back hashtag bring back the hopping cup <laughs> um that is pretty much it we are going to be we are going to be watching a lot of tennis from now until the end of february and it is going to be interesting i'm glad i got my tv situation straight <laughs> because i'm going to be here settled watching all the tennis that usually we were watching now because typically the australian open is actually in full swing the, the Martin Luther King Day actually usually happens during Australia, but you know, COVID-19 has made things have to be real flexible and we are playing tennis in February in Australia. So I'm just excited to see that, you know, things are moving in a positive direction. A lot of the players have been posting their, their at home or in hotel uh, quarantine workout. So that's been a little bit interesting to see. And like I said, I'm just happy to get <laughs> tennis up and running because it is not, it, it's been a mess. It's, it's been one bad news report about this person getting COVID or this person pulling out, but it looks like the stars are trying to align for a good Australian summer. And for that, I am thankful. Hopefully nothing changes between when I, when I record this and upload it and whenever because we know we are living in a world of ever shifting sand but that is about it for tennis um just a quick plug if you are following me on social media on, on all social networks the podcast can be found at missing point pod on twitter instagram facebook and clubhouse i will probably be jumping in the clubhouse uh, for serena williams first match of the season just to kind of get some 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 live commentary and also a lot of the things i'm going to talk about on the podcast i give little snippets on instagram and just you know i'm trying to build a little instagram twitter community for people that are fans of the podcast and i like interacting with you guys so follow me on all the social networks and that wraps up this segment and we are going to move on to talk about jasmine sullivan that's why we're here today <laughs> i get so excited just saying her name because ugh, i just love listening to her voice and I want you guys to listen to this conversation me and Carl had. So let's get into that. Isn't there a movie that says cash that check or a song that has cash that check? Oh, oh, um, I'm thinking about that Medea uh, play song. Write that check, cash in on your bill or, you know, something on your bills. And I do it for him and I do <laughs> say, whoa, 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 whoa. How does that feel? Medea goes to jail. Um, that wasn't um, goes to jail oh wait was it no that was ella she was ella in that one but it is Medea goes to jail oh okay 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 that's a great that's one of his 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 best one that one and uh class reunion is a good one yeah like the there was like a there was an era where he was kind of like in a pocket like for a minute that, that is like you can't take away from like absolutely yeah well speaking of pockets a corny podcaster transition. <laughs> that was a night. I thought that curled under quite nicely. Yeah. You thought it curled under nicely? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it did. It curled under 
I'm trying. I'm, I'm, work, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But speaking of pockets, one of our favorite artists has re- recently jumped back in her pocket and jumped back in her bag. And I'm speaking of none other than Jasmine Sullivan. Carl is back on the podcast. Carl was a... Carl was actually one of the first special guests I've had on the podcast. Not that I've been doing this forever, but the fact that Carl is back means a lot. So welcome back to the podcast, Carl. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be back. It's good to hear your voice and know that it's going to be heard by other listeners again, for sure. Especially (laughs) because listeners liked that episode that we did. Um, The What About So Gone uh, Brandy versus Monica. People like that. You don't believe me. You're looking at me like you don't believe me, but people, oh. that's one of my top episodes. Oh my. <laughs> people like when we talk about music. I think it's more the dynamic that we give when we talk about music because like I, like I said before, you are, I just feel like we listen in different ways, but those ways gel is what I'm trying to say, you know? Or we oh. listen from different experiences, but we can still relate to them. But I'm glad to have you back. So we are coming back to talk about Jasmine Sullivan's new album, Hotels, which released on, let me do my, my, eight, I think it was. Let me do my, my, uh, my check-in. Yeah, it was January 8th. We are talking about Jasmine Sullivan's album that released on the 8th, you said, of, of January. Yes. And we're recording this like a week after it came out. So we've given it a little bit of time to like sit and register in our brains and kind of formulate opinions about it and not give a dissertation the first listen and put it out for the world to see like some people do with their album reviews. Because I just find it interesting that we live in a world, whether whether this is done on Twitter or like on your blog or whatever, where people release music and then the next night or like the next day, there's this in-depth review. And I'm just like... How did you sit with it? Music is art. How did you sit with it and really listen to it and try to get what the artist is giving, you know? Yeah, that's that's one thing that I tried to be really intentional about, like with my listening, like with my listening experience in particular, just because, once again, if you're if you're making music and you know what goes into making it, like you want to understand like the breakdown of how this came together. Like you want to know how they got from putting the pen to the paper to, you know, actually hearing those lyrics come out of the speaker. You want to hear like the first sound that they actually picked out versus a fully fleshed out track. Like you want to hear how they got from the beginning to the end. So I don't, I feel like it's just too much to unpack on a first listen for you to be able to like process it and and have thoughts <laughs> like an educated enough opinion on it like or a knowledgeable enough opinion yeah, like you, for sure enough time to settle like you haven't you gotta let it you gotta let it breathe yeah the dust hasn't even settled on it yet and some people would just be having pages and pages of stuff to say <laughs> let it breathe first so I'm, I'm glad that we waited to you know have the conversation because I definitely I have definitely it's been the only thing in my rotation honestly every time I've tried to listen to something else it's just kind of pulled me right back in one way or another which is a beautiful thing and you said a word that like dinged the bell in my head you said you, you glad we're waited oh you, you were glad that we waited to like talk about it yeah 
admittedly, <laughs> I was getting a little tired of waiting on the music from Jasmine Sullivan. I really was. I, and be, because we have been here before and I've basically been a Jasmine Sullivan fan since, like, I remember getting off of the bus. Like, not that I'm super old, but I remember getting off of the bus and listening to her first album, like, before I could drive. And I've been, like, I've been a fan and aware of who she is for that long. And she's taken huge, significant breaks yes. between her projects. So this one just felt like, we doing this again, Jasmine? This is what we doing? The thing is, while I, I completely relate with that emotion, and I do, I do feel it a lot as well, um, every single break has been worth it. Like every single yeah, one has you're been absolutely worth it. correct. Yeah. I felt like she came back from a break and I did not get everything that I needed to sustain me through the next one. Like everything that she's done for each effort has been enough to get me through each hiatus. Now, would I like for those hiatus? Just those a brief hiatus, shorter, just a touch shorter. To be shorter, yes, absolutely. But I mean, that's also not like an expectation. Like you can say, like for an artist, because again, if you, we don't know like what it took for her to like really put this project together, like from writing it to like really sitting through the production to like actually getting it out, like the actual rollout of it. We don't know what all of that took. So it's like, I try to be careful with placing those, those like demands or like hopes, but of course you always want more from your faves. We always want more from our fave. And I don't <laughs> want to like come off like somebody that wants an album every year or wants an album every six months kind of like Ariana Grande. I feel like she's always on the cusp of something new. No shade to her, because what she does bring that's new is good most of the time, but like I wish Jasmine Sullivan had a touch of that. Just a touch, just a touch. I I would love for her, like her splits to be cut in, in half. Like instead of like six years in between, like I could do like three years in between mm -hmm. projects. Like I could rock with that. I could rock with that. But I also understand, like, sometimes you really just, sometimes inspiration just does not come. Sometimes you really just need to take time to live. Sometimes it's just other other shit going on, like, that's just stopping you from being able to record or, or do whatever. So it can be, it can be difficult to tap into. And then you got to sprinkle the pandemic we're in on top of it, because we may have gotten yeah. this earlier had it not been for the yeah. pandemic, right? Yeah. Yeah, you also got to consider that with studio sessions mm -hmm. and closed spaces because it's like, I don't know if I've ever, I mean, I guess with live albums, of course, those are like out, outdoor spaces a lot of the times that you would be recording in, but. Yeah, singing inside of a studio during a pandemic when you can really get it from <laughs> droplets, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, that math don't math too much, but I mean, you got to be careful with it. Yeah, that's that's looking a little, a little <laughs> I don't know if I'm trying to roll the dice on that one. <laughs> but we did get an album, and for that I am thankful. And we got a really good album. Yes, we did. Quality. Quality. From, from beginning to end, which is something that she's good at. A lot of these artists can't say that. Absolutely. Top to bottom. <laughs> from beginning to end, and then there's you there's clear transitions from the story she's trying to tell in the songs and in the album you know it's really it's good and i'm glad like i'm glad that we got here and i'm glad that jasmine sullivan's name is is back in the mix you know because for her to 
she I feel like when I get on my socials, she has so many fans, but it doesn't translate to like her breaking a barrier of celebrity, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Like yes, she has a million followers on Instagram, but it feels like she should be more known. She's like there's some some layers to that. Yeah. She's like the people's winner, but she's also not pushed like by the machine behind her the way she should be. That's that's like a whole different conversation that I'm not even going to I'm not even going to open that can of worms. <laughs> but um Yeah, we're going to we're going we're going to try to give her her flowers she, on the music she gave us. Yeah. She deserves a much bigger push, you know, from the the people that are supposed to be responsible for that push. I'm not going to say that her fans like don't give her her flowers because everywhere I look I've only seen, you know, great things, you know, said about her. I've only seen people sing her praises. Like if you ask anyone what they have to say about her, it's generally something positive. I've never heard anything negative about her. It's in terms of, you know, her talent or her artistry. Um, Now, if you want to say, you know, in terms of accolades or like, awards, um, charts, those types of things. If those are the things that matter to you, if that's, I mean. If that's if, your thing. If that's your thing, if that's your jam, that's that's your jam, but. I mean, and even still, she does have some of that in her closet. She's a Grammy award. I mean, yeah, she's a Grammy nominated album. I mean, excuse me. She's a Grammy nominated singer a couple yeah. times over. She deserves that. But she, even still, those nominations, a lot of those noms should be wins, trophies in her closet. Yes. They should be on the mantle. But <laughs> you we'll continue with the project so we can stay on topic because you well, know. Let, yeah, let's well let's hope that this is the project that gets her a win in a Grammy. Not saying that the Grammys are the the definitive um <laughs> I guess the definitive voice of what's good or not, but let's let's cross our fingers that this body of work does. So, just to give us a prelude of what kind of tone or what kind of voice she is using for this album, I just pulled a couple of her quotes that she said when she was, you know, kind of doing um, what's the word pre? What is it called when uh, when she was pumping her shit? Basically, when she was pumping her album, she said, "I wrote hotels to give a voice to every woman." We're deserving of respect, whether we work as a CEO of a company or we're stripping. It's about unity. It's about boldness. It's about ownership and confidence and also about vulnerability. Vulnerability. Ugh, I can't talk. (laughs) And also about vulnerability. That's a hard word to kind of roll off my tongue. And self-reflection. It's about a woman deciding how she wants to present herself to the world and not being told or influenced by anyone but her goddamn self. It's about women writing their own imperfect stories, unashamed. You know, as I as I read that out, <laughs> the, like it's it sounds wonderful and empowering, but I'm just like, I'm not a woman. <laughs> but I, but that's the thing, though. We could actually leave with that because I love what this project is doing for Black women. Um, a lot of my closest friends, majority of my closest friends, are Black women. So to we talk- come from Black women, so that's a that's a thing right there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. My mom is probably. That, that number one girl, absolutely. So, I mean, just to hear Black women's opinions on this project and just to hear the, the liberation that they're experiencing from it and just to see themselves seen and reflected and on wax that way is something that I always, you know, love to take in as well. And that makes 
music special when you're able to witness that, even if that's not something that is specifically for you, sometimes just being in the room or just being a guest to that experience is enough. And I'm glad that that art is open enough for us to be able to, you know, digest, even though we are not Black women. She's definitely opened up a lane of conversation for sure with the album, with the album, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's, let's get into it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What'd you say? No, yeah, I was just saying, I think this is for anybody that that has hotels, man, woman, gender non-conforming. Why did I not not even mention the name of the album? Thank you for making me mention it. (laughs) We led with it. It's it's come up already. (laughs) (laughs) Hotels. And the beautiful thing about this album is I feel like it flows from track to track to track to track beautifully and honestly gives... I guess this might sound bad, but it's kind of tongue in cheek. The tales of a hoe or somebody that has been in a position where they could have been described as a hoe. And and if you think about it, man, woman, whatever, we've kind of we've kind of all been in that scenario, unless you're a virgin. And if you're a virgin, maybe this album's not for you. But, you know, I think I think the project really shows the arc of that journey. I think a hotel or a whole phase i think that looks different for everybody not a hotel <laughs> yeah. i mean a hotel a whole i mean that's that's oh i thought you said hotel like holiday in <laughs> i mean okay so now you just now you just make up a more accent but anyway um so i feel like a hotel or a whole phase that's going to look different for everyone and I feel like her showing so many different facets of that, so many different um, points or checkpoints that you might reach on your whole, in your whole phase or at certain points in your hotel. Um, I just love the versatility of that. I think that really speaks to her strength as a songwriter and I was just about to say writing because I don't know who has writing credits on a lot of these songs but whoever put their pen on it they put their pen on it you know he has writing credits on every single song that's a blessing that's a blessing like she's aside from a vocalist I like I feel like a lot of the time you either get one or the other I feel like sometimes they're really great songwriters and then they're really great vocalists I feel like it's rare that you get really great songwriters and vocalists wrapped into one like that doesn't happen as often as as you would like for it to um and then for you to be able to hone like both of those gifts really well be good at it (laughs) yeah yes I feel like she is just a master class on that honestly when she gets to when Jasmine ascends to like a certain like a certain status like when she becomes like elder status Mm. I'm so like (laughs) I get so excited just talking about her just to think about like what her legacy will be just based off of what we've already seen it just it makes me so full but I won't I won't I won't ramble because we still have not even gotten gotten to the first track (laughs) (laughs) but she's just but she's just such a lovely woman to talk about so I get it I completely get it um and then speaking of her pin game I Yes. From the from the very from the very first thing you hear, bodies. The first track. It's an intro, but it's the first track, bodies. Mm. It's it's how how most albums don't start off with like a relatable bop like that. 
we've and she's I goes I mean pause miles I wrote some notes kind of like some things that triggered me or like made me want to get it out as I was listening to each track and bodies to me it kind of set the scene for a story about a woman who's going through a cycle of wild nights and hookups and not knowing where she's waking up and she's not necessarily the most proud of it um because she there's some lines in there when she's like her mama would hate to hear some of this stuff you know um but she understand that she got to get it together because it's getting a little sloppy <laughs> and i feel like that's relatable to a lot of people there has i mean there hasn't been too many nights where i didn't know why I, where i was when i woke up but like the story is like within arm's reach you know <laughs> definitely i feel like we've all had if you haven't you know had a moment where you woke up and didn't know where you were i feel like everyone has had a moment where you know you pushed the envelope a little bit further past your limit Mm-hmm. everybody has, has pushed the limit at some point no matter what your limit is regardless of what that vice is but what i really love about bodies um is the accountability because she racking up bodies and she realizes it you know it's it's like there's there's a self-awareness there like it's not like uh it's not like you just out here running amok and you don't know that you're making a mess mm-hmm. there's definitely yeah, i'm having a conversation with the the woman in the mirror in this case, I would say man in the mirror, is you have to be really honest like with yourself to be able to have- To that. say, bitch, I'm fucking up. <laughs> Self-reflection. And I just love as a writer that she's never afraid to put herself like in those kinds of shoes or in those kinds of positions because she really goes there on that song in particular for me. The very it, first one out of the gate, like- <laughs> She came out swinging lyrically. That's one of my my favorite things that she's ever done. And, and sonically, I was gonna say it's so catchy. It's so catchy. Definitely, gotta stop getting fucked up. Got to like, <laughs> it's we doing too much, Jasmine. We doing too much. We can't get sloppy. I I just love that it's um it doesn't come off as preachy. Like even though there's there's a, a call for accountability, election, and let's, you know, let's take inventory of things. I love that it doesn't come off as preachy or like, you know, I have all the answers. I think it's just, you know, being able to stop and have that self-awareness. That's like a moment that anybody can reflect from, even if that's that moment in particular that she's singing about is not one that you can relate to. Cause I know certain people, I mean, everybody has their own vice, but mm-hmm. I think the whole, like one of the main goals like of the human experience is to learn how to play with those vices in moderation. So I feel like- And she was using them in yeah. bodies. That's what it sounded like. She said she was high and- <laughs> If you're gonna do it, <laughs> you know, play safe. Just play safe. If you if you get in the bodies, just, you know, just putting this out there, if you racking up bodies as is, as is implied in this song, just make sure you are safe. It is completely fine to have that space of time, you know? You rack your bodies up. You stack them bodies if that's what you want to do. If that's what makes you feel is like that it is- get you to the next stage or whatever it needs to get you to the next part of life. Go through that phase if you have to. Just be safe. That's all. That's all we can say. Exactly. It's no shame in that at all. Just be safe. Make sure that you, you know, always stay connected to that Man, voice. This is that this is- you. Hey, you fucking up. Stay connected. It's a little to the- tangential, but like, I'm glad. I know she wrote this for women, so I guess women interpret that differently. But I'm glad I'm a man, cause like, could you imagine racking up bodies and then like, 
biologically there be a representation of that body that you didn't necessarily need to rack up like you, you can get pregnant like i would lose my mind <laughs> yeah I'm on that. God, I, would, I would lose my mind if i if every time i caught a body there could be <laughs> a pregnancy that came from it yeah. <laughs> Anywho. I, 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 no, thank you. Yeah, I'm so good on it right now. Love the babies and love y'all for caring the babies, but I just, uh, not right now. Um, so moving on to another, uh, she goes from basically an intro to an interlude in Antoinette's tale. Side note, I hate the name Ant Antoinette. There are layers as to why, but I just don't like that name. Random. Sorry. What'd you say? That's so random and specific. <laughs> There's a there's a very specific reason why. <laughs> what I get? Will we talk? Are we gonna talk about that? Like off? Yes, we will. We'll talk about that off. Um, off the mic. You just need to, you know. Well, this is my personal story, okay? But we talking about Antoinette's tale. Damn, I wish she wouldn't name it that, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so Antoinette basically tells a story about how you know, a woman's body is her body. And, you know, unfortunately we live in a, in a society where women, where men always feel like a woman's body is their conquest and they have some kind of ownership to it. And she flips that on its head in a way and says, you know, women can take full responsibility and have the ability to take full agency over their bodies and do whatever however they want to do with it. And it doesn't really have to include a man if she doesn't want to, it can, of course right. it can, because, you know, we're we're made to be able, to, we're not supposed to be here alone in the world, but she's not checking for a man to tell her what she can and what she cannot do with her body, nor does she need a man, nor does she needs a man's approval. So that's what I got from that. I love Antoinette's tale. I hate her I'm, name, love her tale. <laughs> I'm here for anything that is um, about liberating and empowering Black women. So that's that's absolutely my jam. Um, so whatever, like whatever methods, like or whatever armed black women decide to take up to liberate themselves, I'm all for that shit, 100%. So I, I absolutely love bodies, and I feel like um, and, wait, not bodies. No, I love bodies and Antoinette's tale being like the follows after it because it really um, it kind of reinforces um, that with an affirmation, like that self awareness mm -hmm. and kind of. Uh, maybe maybe a lower or like negative um energy that you might feel reflected in like that body's moment where you're like damn i'm I'm really fucking up right now you kind of come up behind it with antoinette's tail like now wait a minute now like let's let's not be too down on ourselves even if this even if we are being a little bit sloppy you still absolutely have the right to you know make this your catharsis if that's what you choose to do hmm. so I love that that's how she chose to kind of wrap those two up together. I think the interludes really package up the songs in a way that they might not have translated the same if the interludes weren't there in between. I'm glad you said that. And I'm glad that you just explained how Bodies and Antoinette's Tale go together for you because Antoinette's Tale for me is basically glides right into Pick Up Your Feelings for me. Both. It's, it definitely translates into both. It's a smooth-ass transition. It's a great segue into both of them. In, in she's taking ownership and saying, you know, when it's time for her to kind of, well, and pick up your feelings, she's taking ownership and saying, when she's over it, 
Yeah, she's over yeah. it. And I and I, I don't know if Jasmine Sullivan herself has actually been in this position, but just a woman or a person in a relationship. Period. When you are done and you know it's time to move on, tell that nigga to come pick up his feelings. Like, don't leave nothing. Don't leave no loose ends. I don't want to hear from it or this situation again. I'm moving on. And to me. You, you can you can tell me if I'm wrong because I may be wrong on this. It gave me some bust your windows energy when I like the very first or second time I heard it. It gave me just that really aggressive, emotional. You fuck you got me fucked up for real for real this time. Please get out of my face, kind of vibe. You know, I got ten seconds. It took me back to ten. Ooh, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Such a great song. That's where I went when I when I first heard Pick Up Your Feelings. And honestly, when we talk about first hearing that song for the first time, that Pick Up Your Feelings was the second single that she did from this Which project. I, I wish, we'll get to that. We'll get to single choice. <laughs> we Yeah, we can talk about that as well. Um, I love that Pick Up Your Feelings is kind of re-energized within the actual track list. Isn't it? Isn't it? Times a lot of the time when you hear a single, like you love the single, you know, when it's you know in the original rotation, and then by the time the actual project has come out, you're not really as excited to hear the single in the regular flow of the album. But that is not the case with Pick Up Your Feelings, like it's it fresh. Yep, it sounded like it needed to be right there in the album, and that's exactly what my ears needed to hear it, you know. It's, it's so perfect. Yeah, the sequencing is is amazing on this project, but pick up your feelings really, really especially coming after, like I said, that affirmation with Antoinette's tail towards bodies and then really leading into pick up your feelings. That really kind of gives you that confidence to charge forward with this, like, listen, I'm making the rules here now. I don't have any, I don't, I'm not making room for <laughs> anything else that you, that you have to offer. There's a certain part in that song where she says, call that bitch to pick you up because gas ain't cheap or something like that. Too expensive. Too expensive, which she's not lying about, first of all. And I feel her. Have you ever had a situation like that? Because, you know, we we, we did talk about dropping some of our own hotels. (laughs) A situation like what? A situation where you were just like, not, because I feel like there's different levels of expecting somebody to come pick up their feelings. In this in this scenario, she's absolutely had it. She's singing like, this is the final straw. I, there's no more back and forth. There's no more, baby, please, can I come back? Can we talk about it? No, nigga, pick up your shit, go. We are breaking this off. Has you Have you ever had a moment you just was like, look, full stop, please leave me the fuck alone? Because I... Yeah, I definitely have. Yeah, I, I have. I've had a few of those. <laughs> like, please, like, like, please, just pick them up and bring them somewhere else. Listen, it's, it, it got to a point where it was just like, it's not healthy for us to be having a conversation about this anymore. Like, we just, we really just need to dead it. Like, let's just dead it. It's really like, I feel, I feel like that's what I love about Pick Up Your Feelings. Is she's really not, her feelings are already picked up by the time she's telling him to pick up his. It's like, she's Ooh. already the emotional and kind of done the emotional heavy lifting that she needed to do to process the fact that this situation, whatever it is that they've put all of this energy and this work into, just did not work. 
And that's not. okay. <laughs> we have to move forward. That's okay, but like we're not gonna sit here and pine over this too long. Like we're gonna take us a moment. We might go out and get a little bit too fucked up, you know, wake up somewhere, you know, we're not too sure of. But then with this moment and we're gonna keep it, you know, we're gonna keep it together and keep it moving. You know, I that's that's where I'm at with it. So that's that's the transition that I'm looking at when I think about like the arc of this project. But pick up your feelings like the sequencing of that after Antoinette's tale with bodies as a lead in. I I don't know nice how little trio, nice little trio right there. But then she gives us another one. She doesn't stop. She no. Doesn't stop. No, it's absolutely no. She does not take her foot off the gas at nope, any She sure doesn't. <laughs> Keeps that foot on her neck and leads us into Ari's tale. And mm-hmm. this is a little interesting because it, it I'm pretty sure this is Ari Lennox herself speaking on a prior a, a prior situation she was in, and she was just like, Yes, daddy, yes. <laughs> I really, I really, really, really want to know who she was talking about. Because I've, you know, this is just me scrolling my timelines. I've seen people mention a name that rhymes with R. Jelly. <laughs> I've seen people mention Chris Brown. Um, I'm trying to think who, I mean, and this is all alleged. I mean, you know, she has never, I don't think she said, you know, I was specifically speaking about this person when I was calling him daddy and making making questionable decisions just to keep this person around because they got it good. They got it good. Like they put it down. <laughs> no pun intended. I don't have any commentary on that. <laughs> <I don't> have... <laughs> she said in there, she said, just God understand. This is my truth. <laughs> Please understand. This is just my truth. It did. The, Ari's tale made me start to like think about prior flashbacks, but then put it down was just like, there have been moments when I really entertained somebody just because of the way they put it down. That's not like, that's not like a moment I want etched on my tombstone. <laughs> but it's part of the story. Like, I'm glad that she didn't leave out that part of the story because it wouldn't have been as authentic or it wouldn't have been as transparent. It wouldn't have been as honest if she had left out that part. Like, you got to show that part in the arc. The D. The D can make you do some stuff that you look up. Either way, whether whether you... D is involved no matter how you have sex in some way, shape, or form. So sex in general. Sex can really make you question or put your mind in a place where you are making decisions. <laughs> it's like, this don't make no kind of sense, but I want to keep this around because... The way he, she, heard they put it down make me feel good. It make me feel good inside. And I can relate. Mm-hmm. I can relate. <laughs> I, I feel like I can relate to, I can relate to every single song. There's, I can see a little bit of myself, a little bit of myself, excuse me, in every single tale. Um, but put it down in particular, there were, there were definitely some moments where I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I've been down bad before, but, but not, like, not, that. But not <laughs> like that. Like we've been down pretty bad. I would never, I would never frank. <laughs> I would never do that. But paying paying the rent if he nasty. Now remember that old song with Barbara called Shirley and she was just like the the note on his car I I pay for every month. I didn't, I didn't support that either. Foolish. I didn't support Shirley Brown on that. Me and listen, if if me and Shirley Brown 
were in that session together, I would have said, wait a minute I, now. Yeah, I'd have been like, sis, sis, calm down. We ain't gotta add that. Cause that's, that's... Come, come out the booth, come out the booth real quick. Can you come out the booth real quick? Please? I just need two two minutes. Because why did you think that was acceptable? I mean, it's, it's, it's situational now. It's situational. Okay, but we're not endorsing that, though. We're not endorsing that. Because, see, that's why... Because do you know when that song come out? That's why niggas ain't got sense now. Yep. Years and years and years and years ago. Wait, so you mean to tell me there's never been a situation in your personal life where you contemplated paying a bill for somebody just because of the way they put it down? Okay, so in my situation, I have only like, the thing is, I have not been in like a lot of casual situations like that where it was driven by just sex or where it was just driven by like. Well, thank you, because I feel judged now. I really appreciate that one. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I definitely had my fair share of casual experiences, but not anything that was like long-term enough for like it to be like, I need to keep this person around. Like I never kept anyone around long enough for me to make like a questionable decision. Like me fucking with them was probably the one questionable decision. And then mm. I did. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how I operated with that. It was like, a, okay, we're going we gonna to test out this thing. We know we ain't got no business doing real quick. And then we're going to, you know, we're going to 86 that. But anyway, maybe I'll, maybe I'll write about that. Maybe I'll write about it's just, that. It just makes me think, like, sex really does have control over your mind like that. Like, if you really allow it, good sex can... Yeah. <sighs> but I think in my experience, it would be more like... Not in terms of, like, financial heavy lifting, but more so in, like, acts of service. Like, when somebody would put it down on me in in my past experience i would turn into like i would go from chauvinistic going above and beyond like i'd be super like super super domestic like very very eggs you know know, listen you know i'm in the kitchen cooking like your mama wait you know wait wait. in the song in the song she specifically said that she would give the nigga her keys and so he can go wherever he wanted. Now that again, something I would have pulled her out of the booth. <laughs> listen, listen. Again, when I when I say it, I'm like, okay, it's situational. I'm just like, maybe if you know, if it was that good or if he was doing something good, yeah, take the keys and go to work while I sit here. <laughs> now, I did I definitely related to the like a lot of the stuff she said in the bridge, like especially when she was just saying, you know, I, I cook like his mama, I don't bring him drama, like I don't want to argue with him. Like whatever he say, I go along with. If he wanna see me, I drop everything right then and there. I have definitely done that. Like I have been out with my That's friends. That's when it's real fresh though. That's when the relationship real fresh and you're like, oh, this is the one, or this, you know, you know. Like definitely like I know how I've been out with the team a few times and they'll be like, You over so and so like and I'll be like, No, I didn't think about them, blah blah blah, this, that and the other text you shit. And then as soon as I get that text message, I was like, Oh, well, I'm a you know, I'm it's been fun. I'm gonna see y'all later. I'm girl, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you. Um yeah, I'm snapping up people, and you're like, "Oh well, I'm gonna see y'all at the next one." <laughs> see, this is why I'm the friend that always drives separately because I need to be able to 
I need to be able to make that move. Exit like stage left when it's time. <laughs> and then a lot of time, my friends don't be knowing when to go home. Y'all trying to go to the let out and we have already been to two spies. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm not trying to catch nobody's tonight. Well, she was trying to catch another body in the next song. She was. She on was. It, on it is. On it gives like not to compare songs, but it's very Rocket Beyonce-ish. Just like you know exactly what she's talking about. It's heavily implied. And even in this one, she's not even implying it. She says she wants to sit on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love hearing singers like sing about explicit and raunchy shit. Like yeah, I, she, she I, sounds, you're, you're absolutely right, but the way they sing about explicit and raunchy stuff and it just sounds like smooth, caramel just sensation in their voices both jasmine and ari lennox um they just sound so soulful and smooth and sultry and it paints a picture so perfectly in your mind of a woman that just is like "Hmm, just please let me sit on it (laughs) and that knows what she wants and Mm -hmm. afraid to ask for it like we we love that um we don't get to hear women talk like that enough, especially in our we do. The city girls do it all the time. Don't not. No, I'm saying that's again. They're rappers. Again, mm-hmm. they're rappers. So usually, like, if you hear a woman speak candidly, you know, with a lot of you know, gumption about what she wants sexually, it's with a lot of bravado. It's with a lot of attitude. It's with a lot yeah. of, you know, it's very crash. She got to be aggressive with it because she got to do it over a mean ass sixteen. Like, it's got to be bars. But I feel like we're hearing Jasmine and Ari sing about sex in a way that is clever in a way that we would get from her, but it's still sensual and soulful and, and soft and, and sweet, like you said before. And I just love that juxtaposition of it being so, so explicit, but then being able to kind of somehow dial that back vocally just with the way that they emote, which... The two of them as vocalists, those are two of my favorite singers just in terms of how they emote, like how they convey emotion, not necessarily what they're saying sometimes, but just how they convey the emotion behind it is what really sends that song over for me. Yeah, for sure. Ari Lennox definitely gave me one of the best albums I had heard in a while from an R&B songstress and Shea Butter Baby. So them teaming up is definitely like a little power move for me. And this is their first time collaborating, I'm I'm thinking, right? This is their first time? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they complement each other very well. Mm -hmm. I don't want to rush it, but the next time they collaborate or on a stage together, I am all ears because... I would love to hear them do this song together live. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is what I was missing. This, this is what I was missing from R&B because no shade, but shade. I was kind of tired of the Summer Walker, like, not, I do I do like Scissor songs, but not trying to throw under the bus, but like that kind of movement of R&B, alternative R&B, where like, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? Yeah, more traditional R&B is, is definitely the vein that this leans into. I love alternative R&B myself. I really love it all. But it's nothing like, you know, just that core of mm-hmm. rhythm and blues. Rhythm it's milk and honey. It just sounds succulent, you know? And I, I, I can definitely agree with that, that viewpoint. Um, I'm so glad that she chose Ari for this. Now that I've heard them sing this song together, 
I've tried to imagine, not because I don't like her and Ari together, I feel like they're the perfect match, but I've tried to imagine other people that she could have sung this with, and I just, I, I'm not satisfied with any of the reasons that I've come up with in my head. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else that would have told the story the way they told the story. However this came together, I'm just, I'm glad that it did. Two yeah. claps for them, for sure. Five stars for that. That that should be, that should lead some somewhere, or that should lead her somewhere into Grammy territory, for sure. If anybody puts their ears on that, they should, they should lean on that one. But moving forward. In trouble, too. Y'all be, what? that's going to get some folks in trouble, too. Yep. Be Especially if we're still in quarantine, people going to be making babies to that one, for sure. And that's out just in time for Valentine's Day, too. Y'all just, be, be careful. Please. Unfortunately, please. I cannot relate. <laughs> Be careful putting that on y'all playlist. Please. Ooh. <laughs> so Ooh. we got we got next up another interlude to get us to, I, I, I think, a little bit of a different part of the album or mm-hmm. starting to get us to another wave of the album in Donna's Tale. Did you have anything that you grabbed from Donna's Tale? I absolutely love Donna's tale. Um, that was that was church. Um, down to the organ in the background. Oh yes, that is the tale that had the organ in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the organ in the background. You know, you know when was the last time I heard something like that? It was a Fantasia album, and it was before it was the interlude before. Yes, before without me. Yep, yep. Uh, the girl talk interlude. Yep. So I think it was one of my favorite Fantasia albums too. Yep. Um, but Donna's tale. I feel like I've definitely been at that point in a relationship as well, where it was just like, I knew that we were going to get along better if like sex was had. Like we might be beefing like about other things, but if sex was on the table, like it was going to be, you know, that was anything out. Like I could smooth any issue that we had going on at the time out with sex. A nice little session. Yeah. (laughs) But she yeah. makes it seem she Donna made it seem that that's kind of the way it should be, or like everybody's been there in a way. Like we yeah. have sex, and yes, it's supposed to be a, a a moment of intimacy where you connect with your partner, but also we can we can leverage it basically, leverage yeah. it. I feel like sex. I feel like it's just taking the shame off of sex being transactional in nature, mm-hmm. like is transactional like you are giving something and your partner is giving something to you in return mm-hmm. it's a it's a trade-off there so whether that is translating to him actually you know compensating he or she actually compensating <laughs> with them with them m's with, with them, them price tags <laughs> with them <honey. laughs> whether it actually translates to that or not you know that's up to you that's between you and the arrangement that y'all have but ultimately when you're talking about you trying to please another person and them trying to please you, that is transactional in nature. Like you are trying to give this other person something and you're trying to get something from them in return. In return. You're trying to get yours off. If you're not trying to get a coin, you're trying to get a nut. If you're not trying to get a nut, you're trying to get, you're trying to get their company. You're trying to get their time. You're trying to, you're trying to get something. For sure, you, you, like, you know, you're not just doing it just because it's the pleasure of your heart. <laughs> trying to get something out of this exchange. Like, it's something in it for you. It's something in it for you. It's always something. And I feel like finding what that is and capitalizing on that, not, endorse, not endorsing capitalism, but like capitalizing on that opportunity, if it's something to be gained from that, 
and you know that like work smart not hard <laughs> if you know open up your legs gonna get you something that you need then you know have the right to do it i'm just saying like and especially if that's something that can that's something that you obviously are going to benefit from as well now that's you know if you rocking with somebody to know what they doing if you rocking with somebody that can put it down if you rocking with somebody that can put it down then that's obviously you win on both fronts because mm-hmm. because it gets you it gets you into the mall to pop some price tags like she went to in the next song because she said you know spend a couple racks keep a bad bitch happy mm. real niggas know it make a bitch get nasty i wish i could relate but ain't nobody dropping bags on me right now hi mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what i want maybe i want to be maybe you said what i ain't gonna blow up my own spot <laughs> you ain't gonna blow up your own spot <laughs> i don't have nobody i don't have nobody throwing racks on me i think that's because i need to become the person that has the ability to throw the racks that's what my goal is yeah i mean you need to be spending the racks on yourself but you but does that make does that give you the ability to spend racks on somebody else and give somebody else price tags to pop? I mean, if you're going to trick off on anybody, you should, at the very least, you should be able to trick off on yourself. That's very true. Self-care. Very least. If you can't treat <laughs> yourself, like, how are you going to treat somebody else before you treat your damn self? Point. Very good point. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I believe we should definitely, you know, we should definitely spread that, spread that wealth where we can. But I mean, don't be so so given that you take from yourself. We ain't, we ain't gonna do that. Give from your overflow, not your reservoir. Um, that's a word. Somebody needed that. <laughs> price tags, price tags, price tags. We can go to Rashida's tail. You wanna go to Rashida's tail? Yeah. I, I feel like with Rashida's tale, the tone of the album definitely shifted. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, she started to, I don't want to say resent some of the actions that she talked about in previous songs, but she spoke more of heartbreak side of it. Like the, the maybe speaking about the feelings she got before she picked him up, you know? Yeah. That's definitely... I mean, not necessarily in Rashida's tale. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of alluding or going a little bit before myself. But she talks about like loving and lost. Rashida does, and like again, hella relatable. Like she sounded very, very vulnerable about the fact that she had something that she really loved, and yeah. she gambled on it, and she lost it, and it's not coming back. And how that, how she felt with that, you know, it, it. When I listened to it, like just, you know, listening to somebody's words like that, that's kind of like been through something. I was like, damn, you know? I think the part about that really stuck out for me is just really her mentioning being on both sides of that, like being able to speak from both experiences, like being the person that is used to, you know, always being cheated on, always being the person that kind of has to deal with this pain of being wronged and like having to kind of pick up those pieces versus now I know what it's like to have somebody hurt me that way. And now I've caught somebody else that same pain and like having to really reckon with that. I feel like that is what is so sobering about 
Rashida's tail in particular, that is the shit for me. Um, like where I like where I like I said, it just becomes really sobering. Like mm-hmm. the reality of of this moment that you've arrived in, um, possibly as a result of all of these bodies that you have been catching, possibly mm-hmm. as a result of this person that is putting it down that you know you don't have any business being with, um, possibly as a result of this person that you're only with because of what you can get, you know, out of them with these price tags. It it, it applies to so many different scenarios and it's, it's, it really allows you to place yourself in it when you can hear her speak from, well, with lost ones in particular, it really allows you to lost ones. <laughs> yeah. With, it really allows you to speak to each experience. Like even if you haven't, you know, cheated on someone or even if you've never been cheated on, it allows you to, you know, see that from the other side or hear you know, what, or try to experience, you know, what that other person would be feeling or hearing, you know, in their mind. Cause she really addresses that in both verses. Like she really, you know, kind of makes her statement, you know, in that first verse that, you know, I fucked up. I know that I've lost, you know, something really good for me in lost ones. And then in the second verse, it's like, you know, I know that I'm asking a lot of you to even hear me out right now. So even then we, we're coming back around to this like accountability that we have with bodies. Like there's this self-awareness there. Like, even though I know what I'm asking of you. Shit, at one point when you, when you said that, it, it, made, it made me think about, she said, sometimes it's too late to make amends. So she yeah. realizes that yeah. we may have crossed the point of no return and this may not work out, but. She knows she's crossed the line. Yeah. And I feel like, again, that awareness is that awareness is the make or break for a lot of people mm-hmm. that that honestly is what allows you to have a healthy like whole phase. Like <laughs> if, if you don't go into your whole phase or your hotel with some kind of self-awareness. Maybe you're just going to be fumbling and fumbling and fumbling. Like it's not gonna have like a healthy arc or cycle like this project does. Like you're just gonna be in a mess. Like I feel like this this project really does kind of come full circle. Like by yeah. the time we end up from girl from bodies to girl like me and then back, especially if you have the project on repeat, we'll get we'll get back. No, you're making complete sense. It does. It feels like a story arc that comes to it that has a beginning, middle, and end for sure. Which is which is what albums are missing these days, and I'm glad we got that. I'm glad we got that in this one. Lost, only thing about Lost Ones is I, like I have a I have a really really good pro for, it and I kind of have a con. I'll go with the con first. The only thing is I didn't like that that was the lead single. Um, a great ballad, but it didn't hype me up for the album, um, and it kind of sounded like a Forever Doesn't Last part two or something like that which is beautiful and she's always and this is this kind of going to the pro she's always in her bag on a ballad like an emotional ballad that's where her voice her voice flexes and her voice flexes greatly in other scenarios musically but a ballad is where i really feel like i'm getting jasmine sullivan at her rawest and at her most best you know it affects me in a different kind of way so although i didn't really rock with it in a single form album wise i was just like yeah it it kind of it brought me it brought me to a space where i needed to go you know it it, it fulfilled the story i guess i'm hearing the project in full i understand Mm -hmm. why she led with it 
as a single, but I definitely had those questions like myself in the beginning. I was just like, hmm, I wonder why she, you know, chose the lead like with the ballad. Like, I wonder why she chose this particular song like for her comeback. That was definitely a question that I asked myself. But hearing it once again, when we talk about um, like pick up your feelings and lost ones as singles, like really being refreshed in like the whole track list flow. I feel like Lost Ones, when you lead, when she led with that, it kind of opened the door for this is going to be a project that is kind of leaning more towards um, having some really hard conversations, like just about, like I said, those themes of accountability. That's internal like internal ones too, like internal hard conversations, which are some of the worst ones to have or the hardest ones to have. Absolutely. I feel like those are like the running themes that kind of go through this project. Like as messy as any of these tales, you know, become, there's an awareness throughout each one of them, whether that's in the interlude that runs up behind them or sets it up, or whether that's in the lyrics of each song itself. Like there's not any point where you are or she is, this main character is kind of disconnected from who they are at the core. And And that's the most beautiful thing about the project, for sure. uh, Yeah, definitely. And I think that also speaks to her, once again, just her credit as a songwriter, just being able to write from all of those different perspectives, whether that's something that she can relate to or not, that's something that any song aspire to. Yeah, that's a blessing, a major blessing. And I'm glad she has the ability because it's honestly what sets her apart and makes her my fave, you know? Absolutely, definitely. Um, I had to stop clicking my mouth when I get on this damn mic. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> when I listen to it back, I'd be like, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> what was next? Was it Precious Tale? It's Precious is Tale, yep. I love her tale. I really related to that one a lot in particular, just because I, I feel like I am a bit of a... My friends would probably describe me as like a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just really related to like her really talking about that hustle like I have to have my own I have to have what I need and I'm going to do everything that I need to do to make sure that I have it but I'm also not going to entertain anybody that can't add to whatever I have already built for myself like that is a manifesto that I lead with 100% with like anybody that I'm going to be entertaining like you have to be able to to add to what I'm building, like, cause I'm just add to me. You can't subtract or you gotta add off my guide, yeah. Cause I'm not just I'm not with you for what you can do for me. Cause I I already got my own shit. I'm doing fine on my own. Cute so you, Mary J. Blige, listen. <laughs> cause I like what I see when I'm looking at me and I'm walking past me. <laughs> I always gonna preach, but I'm just saying if you gonna if you gonna come over here in my mix then you need to be able to add to it. Don't come over here just just taking and, and like subtracting from what I've built for myself. Now, if you want to come over here and share that with me and add to it, cool. Because I'm coming over here and obviously I'm bringing what I have. So I'm adding to, to your situation as well. But that needs to be mutual. So like that she, mean, I she also it. She also dropped some gems Precious did about like how her upbringing and her mm-hmm. childhood affected her ambition and affected like where or how yeah. she paints the picture of where her life should go. So that was a little, that was a beautiful moment as well. Again, just digging deeper into 
people's stories, you know, and like making it real, raw and relatable. And I know as far as relatability goes, the next song, The Other Side, I'm gonna let you have that one because we already talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Other Side is, it's still early. I know it's only been a week, but The Other Side is probably like my, it's, it's my favorite song on the project. It's the one for me that really is set apart sonically, um, just in terms of her cadence, like the pocket she was riding in terms of her delivery. It's just, it's so wavy. Um, and then I just really love the hustle of it. I love the, how cleric the, the lyrics are. It really puts me in the mind of mascara, just really talking about, you know, that hustle. Um, and it's also just really laid back in that same vein. Um, and it's, it's also a lot more casual. I just love hearing her just in a little bit more of a chill, like more of a, more of a lo-fi feel. So I just really love to experience her that way. The other side is um when you I said mascara, know. I kind of lost my shit. Cause there was another song that I kind of heard mascara in, which is a song from her last project. It was price tags that I kind of felt like was a continuation of mascara. But I, I also I also hear mascara in the other side. So yeah, I'm glad you said that. Definitely. More so more so lyrically than anything. Um just in terms of I'm gonna move to Atlanta, I'm me a rapper. You gonna buy me a booty? <laughs> Maybe starting a movie. Like it's just so. It's just I love that she's able to write just so whimsically, and just so um, she she really knows how to escape into like a fairy tale. Like she's she really is a masterful storyteller. Um, I can just really really place myself into whatever whatever story she is selling. Like every picture she paints lyrically is. I can just close my eyes and see it's it. It's tangible. Yeah, you can feel it and see it. I just, I don't know. I love the places that she's able to transport me to with with that song specifically. Mm. I don't know. She just she just went to a different pocket on that one for me. I, I, love I get it. it. It's 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 definitely like an aha moment of the of the album in a, in a way. Before yeah. the before the before it ends, it's just like a aha uh-huh. you know i don't know how else to describe that but it just feels like i get it, it I, I completely get it girl just like wanting to see the other side of what you're working towards why you grinding so hard wanting to see the fruits of your labor i i come <laughs> i completely get it that's what we are all on this damn earth trying to get to you know we want to see what it looks like now sometimes the grass isn't always greener but when you're really like working towards it it's like it's like the gold shining star. And she's just, she's just writing and singing about getting there, you know? Mm-hmm. I think everybody has their own, you know, idea of what that other side is. Like everybody has their own, you know, version of that. So I think whatever that is for you, I think she just allows you to really place yourself in that space. or really imagine what that is and kind of yearn for that while you, you know, sing along to that or really put, you know, that same emotion behind it that she is lyrically. Um, I just, I think with the other side in particular, I think that it just really gives her the opportunity to just, just really flex like her pen, just, just in terms of. It's hella inspirational. It really is. Like it just, it really makes you want to get up and like, put (laughs) like get to work on everything that you've been procrastinating. Mm -hmm. 
And like it just whatever that may be, whether that's just actually getting up and cleaning the house for that day or whether that's actually getting up and like working on that project, working on that business, whether that's going to the gym or, you know, what have you working on just your your self-care and your beauty and all of that. Like, I just I don't know. Oh, no, you better preach. Come on now. I just, I just love a bop like that. I just love a self-affirmation, a, a self-empowerment you know, anthem. And I just love the fact that she is is willing to hustle to get it on her own, but she's, you know, like I said, also not going to entertain anybody that's not going to, you know, add to that hustle. If I'm hustling, then you need to be hustling too. Like, you're not just going to be... Same wavelength, yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on, come on. And then the album kind of gives us a nice wrap up in these last two tracks with Amanda's Tale and then Girls Like Me. Amanda's Tale... It made me so sad. Uh, well, I mean, not... I guess it was... Again, I've used the word before, relatable. Like, yeah. she was talking about how the girls on Instagram, like, with, you know, with the Buku followers and influencers or whatnot, they really seem like they got it all. You know, even though we kind of know Instagram is smoke and mirrors, but it also gets to you sometimes. Like... They got it all, and what it what what is awkward old me? I mean, she's talking as an awkward girl, but this is very relatable to any gender. Like, what is awkward? What is awkward old me? Like, when I to get ahead, you know? Like, what sets me apart, you know? Absolutely. And then not not being able to feel like how you show up in the world is enough. Like that's yeah. a that's a a, fe a feeling you have to balance, you know that was the part that that made me sad and i think having to reckon with like different parts of this that like different tales i feel like are there to make you uncomfortable and like make mm -hmm. you find certain emotions of your own that you might not deal with like on a typical basis and i feel like with amanda's tale that's you know something just like you said you might not always realize it or you might not let it always get to you but sometimes it does like every now and again it'll sneak on in there on you like every now and again you feel like damn like what am i doing this this you know not enough or like what am i you know what are they doing or what do they have that i don't have you know what i'm why saying they like, always winning or why they always make it seem like they're winning yeah like are you wonder why certain people get in get certain things and fumble it like certain people have like it's certain people that are messed with like a celebrity so-and-so and it's like they'll be spilling all of the tea and it's just like baby do you know how fast i would have signed that nda and been coined my ass up and got in the corner and made my little money <laughs> coin and compliant <laughs> and y'all you, you said coin and compliant you coined and compliant Yes, <laughs> coined and complaint. I was right. all I know the. That's right. <laughs> okay, like y'all just be fumbling the bag. Like it's just certain stuff. That's that's what makes me think about like again that hustle on the other side. It's like if I had the opportunity, like that some of those like Instagram influencers or like so and so, whoever the it girls or so and so would be. Mm -hmm. If I had the opportunity to take care of that, like I would never fumble it the way a lot of people do. Like, wouldn't find me in the shade room. As listen, about uh, busted up. Nope. They not. You not gonna catch me on the summer jam screen. <laughs> that's, that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. This is not happening. 
because all I'm about is getting to is getting to my bag and keeping my peace. I want a bag full of peace. Listen, it's that easy. That's it. And I just I hate that there are so many people that are going to be able to resonate with the emotion of feeling like they won't be enough to get that just by being who they are. Mm. But I feel like that's such a common like human emotion and such a, a we common- all go through it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like everybody has been the wallflower before it just kind of been, you know, holding, just kind of watching everybody else win and kind of watching everybody else on the dance floor kind of live life. And you just kind of, in the cut, just surveying the scene and like wondering when that's gonna happen for me. So I I love that, you know, again, she was honest enough to put that part of the story in the tale because a lot of people aren't vulnerable enough to share that, you know, that's an emotion or an insecurity that they might've had before. Like a lot of people wanna present themselves as the most confident person in the world. Like a lot of the times when you hear music now is, I can say anybody nigga in here, like I got all the money, I got all this, I got I close all the deals, I got this, that all I do is win. Nobody wants to be honest enough and say, I'm really insecure about this sometimes. I feel really lonely about this sometimes. Mm-hmm. This makes me feel like, you know, maybe I might not be the most attractive person in the world, or this, that, and the other. Like to hear that, to hear people willing to be, you know, that transparent on wax, whether that's with her interlude or whether that's with a girl like me. Um, I don't know. I just love that transparency and I just respect that so much. It's so refreshing to hear. So refreshing for me. And you feel like Girls Like Me is the song that kind of wraps it up in a way or wraps those feelings up and kind of puts a bow on it. I do because it can also, when I think about it, just in the the trajectory of like a full, you know, scope or an arc with this story, I've listened to this album on repeat. So when you listen to Girl Like Me and it's just like, you know, look what you did to me. You know, this is not who I want it to be, but this is just the person that I've become based off of, you know, how I've been treated based off of the the journey that I've been on. This is just who I who I have arrived at right now. Um, when you listen to that and that's the ending of the album and then it circles right back around to bodies, mm-hmm. it's just like, it makes sense how we might have ended up at bodies. Because, no, it does make sense because I feel like part of Girls Like Me is wondering, like, here I am and I have all these things that make a good person a good person, so to speak. And I have sex, but you are so quick to go to the person that makes it easy and kind of just has the, the sex as the sparkling thing. And then that makes sense when you say we go to bodies because that internal communication is just like, well, hell, if... The girls that are making it easy are, are having the hookups or being the ones being sloppy or the ones getting all the attention. Boom. Let me fall right in that lane, you know? So that's, it, it makes perfect sense. And that's, that's crazy when you think about it, you know? With that circling back around like that, it, it makes perfect sense as to how we ended up at bodies because it would make sense for somebody saying, you know, this is not really, you know, who I am, but you know, at this point, fuck it. I'm gonna just, you know, go out here and test the waters. It makes sense for you to go a little bit too hard. It makes sense for you to kind of test that out again with, you know, pick up your feelings. Like, okay, I tried this out. I fell off the bike when I took my trainer wheels off the first time, but that's 
okay, we got a little sloppy. I'm going to pick up my keep it moving. Then you, you know, have gotten, you know, a second wind about it. So there's a little bit of a confidence that would put it down. Like, you know, this is a little bit messy, but it's a situation like you got to handle on, like you're going to keep, you're going to keep playing around with that. On it is the same thing you have gotten. You are well into the fold. You strung out at that point. You need it. Like you, you're going to go ahead. You're going to go hard on it. Um, at that Not point, tying up the whole album and making it make sense for everybody. Like I'm really thinking through the whole trajectory. Like then, with price tags, it becomes transactional. You really learn to like benefit from that and make it a whole, make it a whole like compensational like exchange. From there, you go from price tags to lost one, where it's just like, damn, like. I have I've won a lot. Like I've learned what to do with this power, but I have also been like very sloppy and like the chickens have come home to roost with this. So like I kind of I kind of need the answer for like some of some of my crimes, some of my past crimes. Mm-hmm. I've had my fun and it's absolutely been worth it. But some of this shit is like some of this I could have done different and I definitely could have done better. And I think that awareness is is where um the other side comes in because it's like, okay, we're gonna pick ourselves up. We're going to, you know, approach this with like a new focus. We're going to have a plan. We're going to get it together. Um, from other side to girls like me, to girl like me, it's just like, you know, I mean, I'm working, I'm hustling. It's not panning out. I'm doing everything that I can, you know, my plan to move to Atlanta and find my rapper and -and so-and-so it did not work out. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's just like we fall right back into this cycle. And so it continues. But it's a beautiful cycle, though. And it's a cycle of life. And that's kind of what life is, a cycle in some ways. Some cycles you don't need to be in. Some cycles you need to break out of. But it's, in a way, a cycle. Kind of like with, pun intended, circle of life. Like you come into life and you need someone to kind of take care of you as a baby. And then as you get older, you know, you, you lose some of your ability and somebody has to take care of you. So it's constantly rotating, constantly, a, 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 you know, a cycle, you know, that's just kind of what we live in. It's really, you tied that up real nice. This is why I had you on the show. This, this is exactly why, this is exactly why you get, you get five stars for that. <laughs> but no, that's really like, that's really how I experienced that project. Like when I sat down and like really tried to visualize everything behind the songs, like that's really the story that she told me in particular. Now I love that somebody else is going to sit down and listen to that project for the first time and hear a completely different story. Mm. But that is the story that I heard. Well, if, if listeners are listening to this and have not listened to the album, hopefully we've given you enough context and content and motivation to go listen to it because it definitely is an album that can stay in your rotation for a very long time i I downloaded it on my spotify before even listening to it just because i had faith in it and i'm so glad that that faith came to work you know like it's 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 worth it it's worth taking up space on my phone (laughs) wait i forgot i didn't i didn't mention this well, I don't feel so special anymore now that I've seen her do her promo for her album. But last Saturday, um, last Saturday, I was on the way to do uh, ATV riding with my friends. And I literally, I, was, I wasn't I was driving. My friend was driving. I literally like lost my breath for a second because it said, it said Jasmine Sullivan had reposted your story. And 
What? Yeah, I mean, I don't feel special anymore because she is. She, you know how like Instagram has those little dashes. Her shit is dashed the fuck out, and I get it. <laughs> and I get it. Promote your album, sis. I want your whole timeline to be people listening to your album. But at that moment, at that moment, I was like, wow, my fave saw me, and what what she was what she was reposting was my first listen to sit on it i'm pretty sure i have to go back and look but i'm pretty sure i was just sitting in the vocalness if that's a word of sit on it and i was just like these bitches is really singing and that's what she reposted again i felt special for like those five minutes but then afterwards i was like damn she reposting everybody absolutely still hold that I would yeah, i'm gonna hold it i'm gonna hold i'm pretty sure i screenshotted <laughs> it i'm gonna hold it but I, I had to cut, I, I clutched my pearls in a way. I was like, friend, friend, friend. <laughs> he was like, boy, what? <laughs> you absolutely had every right to freak out on that. I know I, I sure was. did. And I I'm know. just looking at this album cover right now. We, you know, we, 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 we signing out and tying up the, an amazing project. She looks good. Bomb. Really like, good. Like, not that she needed to, not that she needed to, to, do anything different but she just looks bomb and you know in a really good space in her life i love that for her love that for her she really does look this is the this is probably the happiest i've ever seen her look i feel like with her first like two her first two albums in particular like even though she's always been a beautiful girl like i feel like there was definitely like a sadness i could kind of see like behind her It was just kind of like it was just kind of translating like very very underneath the surface and now like we we learned later with reality show like what she was going through like during her first two albums but i feel like this is definitely like the happiest that she seemed like even performing because like with the tiny desk i'm ashamed to say how many times i've watched that since it's i'm coming. ashamed to say i haven't watched it yet <laughs> i'm sorry i'll go watch it after this you need to watch you need we need to wrap this up now so you can go watch it i'll put it i'll it's, it's on youtube right yes it's on i'll YouTube. put the link in the podcast description so everybody so i can watch it and everybody else can be <laughs> influenced by it too she just seems so like just watching her sing now i've always like loved to watch her perform i've always felt like she comes alive as much as i love her in the studio she really comes alive vocally on stage and when she's just in front of an audience but watching her on tiny desk in particular this this new concert this is the most like lighthearted and like, i was gonna say because a lot of the music is upbeat you know a lot of it has a driving beat to it where sometimes she can fall in like to like mid-tempo and she does have mid-tempo ballads but the, a large chunk of the album is upbeat you can play it and feel although it's a message that's relatable and kind of triggers an emotion you don't feel like you got to sit down and just drink your wine and kind of be melancholy it's upbeat music for a little bit and which is good for her and it, it kind of like you said it just shows that she's in a much happier space after going through all of, all of that you know so She's been through a lot. I'm just, I'm happy to see her winning. And again, like you said, I'm happy to see her name out there and in people's, in people's mouths. Like, I'm, I'm happy to see people talking about Jasmine Sullivan again. And I'm happy to have new Jasmine Sullivan material to talk about and, and just fan out over because I'm always going to step for her. She is just phenomenal. I hope one of these songs make it into the Insecure playlist. Ooh, for season five, the last freaking season. Ugh. Whole another podcast. Whole 
another podcast as to why that wonderful show is being stopped at season five. I get it, but I also don't get it. Um, so yeah, I would love to. I would love to to hear a few of her songs in that. There are a few songs on this project that I would love to hear. In yeah, this. And um, she's already she's already tweeted about you know kind of creating a hotel mini yeah slash short short story or something like that. They were talking about doing like a like a visual album for it for it, and she was gonna add a couple songs with Issa. I am so here for it. Yeah, I'm here for for a Jasmine another another Jasmine Sullivan Issa Ray moment. I'm here for it for sure. Because I did enjoy Insecure. I did enjoy the Insecure song that that she did for with for Bryson Tiller. Yeah, a good song. Yeah, that was fun. And her her pin on that was madness. Her was, range. She almost sounds like a man in that song. Her listen. <laughs> not, a, not like not in a bad way, but just her the depth that she can go to, you know? Being alone that definitely work will work out your lower register. Like it's a lot of artists you can sing along to. And like anybody can just like for the most part, anybody can fall in, but Jasmine Sullivan is not, I'm not picking no Jasmine Sullivan song for karaoke. Mm-hmm. You no, you can't just you can't mm-hmm. just although although in love with another man would be a great song to sing to, I, it would it would just be hard. It would, just, <laughs> it would be comical. It would be comical, and it's not a comical song. <laughs> the first time I heard her do that song live, I'll never forget. I was in I was in Charlotte at the Fillmore, and it was the reality show tour, and she did In Love With Another Man, and I cried. She sung that song with all the guts and all the just blood and just tears like that you could put into a song, and I just, I've never seen a performance like that before, ever, ever again since then. Um, in Love With Another Man is like... Like in love with another man, that is probably one of the that's top ten in her catalog for me. That's one of her best songs, and it's so scandalous. Like if somebody were to actually say that to me, mm-hmm. like to say those lyrics to me, I I can't even say how I would respond. But I love the song so much, I forget. Like I forget how I would really feel about that in real life. What's What's really coming up for me in this moment is the fact that I've only seen her perform live once and I had the opportunity to be in the number for that reality show um, tour. I had tickets and everything and run, random story. Um, this was 2015. I went to visit a friend that lived in, lived in Dallas and I think I had like drove up there Wednesday or Thursday and the plan was to leave Sunday because their concert was Sunday night and the drive to from Dallas to New Orleans is like seven hours. So I was going to leave relatively early to get to New Orleans for the show. I don't remember what I did Saturday night, but whatever it did, whatever I did required me to take like a Tylenol that ended up being a Tylenol PM. <laughs> so when I tell you I was knocked out, I was knocked out for real, for real. And completely slept past the time it would have it would have made sense for me to leave to go to the concert so I basically caught my L and I was upset about that and clearly still am upset about that but I have seen her <laughs> I have seen her in person she performed at the 2017 Essence Fest it wasn't as intimate um and I didn't have amazing uh seats but it wasn't bad but it, it it wasn't her full set list so I'm glad I got the experience to hear her voice and be in the room when she's live but damn it 
I was so excited to go to that concert and it just it I fumbled it. I fumbled it. Yeah, I, I hate that I hate that you fumbled that. And then I, now I'm thinking about it in the terms of 2020 or 2021 now, Jesus. Like when are we gonna be able to get an intimate hotels concert, you know? I, I'm so mad that I am not preparing to buy tickets to a hotels tour right now. Hotels like, live, like perfect. That's not fair. That's not fair. Like, Please why do go we have away, to... Corona? Please just leave us alone. Well, actually, it's not Corona's fault. It's our fault. It's our. You know what? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start talking on this podcast because it's real funny. It's real funny how people lost their minds the past couple of months with the holiday season, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing stuff on Instagram talking about guys. I don't feel good. Like I've been feeling bad all day. Well, bitch, I ain't seen a mask in your Instagram story in weeks. So I'm doing the math. I'm doing the math. Wearing no mask. You've been at the. You've been at the let out. Every every weekend. Every yeah. weekend. <laughs> you you came home for Thanksgiving. Was breathing all over the pies. Came yeah. home. For, came home I, for Christmas. Grandma face. And now we feeling a little sexy. We feel, we feel, we feeling like we got like a little headache. Now and we are under the weather. And you didn't get a flu shot. And you don't want this vaccine. So you know. <laughs> okay. We have to do better. We we absolutely have to do better. If not for anything else, but for us to go to a Jasmine Sullivan concert because Please. we need this. We we need we need this entire album live. Please. Please, I, I I need that. Can y'all please sit y'all asses down at home? Please. Man. I would like to go to a concert again. Just and a, feel safe and feel concert. safe and not feel icky and be able to sing, you know? <sighs> Let's close it out there because I'm about to be sad. <laughs> I'm tired of being in a Panera. This I'm, is awful. A Panasonic. Like... What did we do to deserve this? And then we keep saying COVID-19. This bitch then followed us to another two whole years. <laughs> interesting times. Interesting times. However, I do appreciate you coming back on the podcast and having this conversation because from my ears, there is no one else that would have been able to wrap up the concept of this album and appreciate Jasmine Sullivan the way I do and appreciate her the way I feel everyone else should. And you kind of, you, you shared that experience with me. So I appreciate you taking out the time and um, putting up with all of my shenanigans to be on the podcast again. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I'm really, really glad we got the chance to chop it up again too. And, you know, anytime I get the opportunity to talk about Jasmine, I'm, I'm definitely going to step. So thank you for giving me, you know, the chance to ramble and, and get on the mic as well. And I think this is a better one because we were supposed to do Ashanti versus Keisha Cole, but that then came and went and came and came again and went again. So that's just not going to happen. I just don't think that was meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, girls. We like y'all music too, but mm -mm. blame it on COVID. <laughs> but Ashanti, no, we was, no, because Ashanti, we was talking to you when we was talking about y'all that was at the let out and that was, in Johannesburg. Wasn't she in Johannesburg, South Africa or something? Yes. Just no, not no, not Johannesburg. She was in Nairobi. She was traveling. She was in both. Somewhere. So Ashanti, we was talking about you, girl. We was ready for you. And then you did not have your ass sitting down enough. I was ready, Ashanti. 
We were ready. Now that ain't to say that I, you know, thought she was necessarily gonna win, but she would have put up a nice fight. Don't say I don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna just. I had created playlists and all. I'm gonna just let it. I'm gonna let it ride. I'm gonna let it ride. We said that was. We we're not even gonna discuss that since we're not gonna do that show. So we just not even gonna. We not even gonna get into. We're gonna that. let it ride. We're gonna let it ride. And we're gonna we're gonna, we gonna sign out. We're gonna sign out. Any parting words for the listeners? <laughs> Stream hotels. Period. <laughs> Period. Her, oh, shout out to Roland Ray. I hope he gets better. You know, I, I, allegedly he was in a fire. Shout out to Roland Ray. That's what per. You didn't see that? No, I did not hear that. Yeah, he posted a video on Twitter. I, I, I've been kind of, I've been laying low. I so get it. Sad. I get it. I'm still gonna link your Twitter in the podcast description though, so people can get okay. with you and okay. talk about Jasmine Sullivan because you, they, she deserves that too. Yes, if y'all if y'all would like to talk about Jasmine Sullivan, don't be blowing up my DMs or nothing. But you can you can mention me. Yeah, my DMs closed. Yeah, my DMs closed. But y'all can definitely mention me, and we can talk about Jasmine Sullivan anytime y'all would like to. I always have time for that. I know that's right. I know that's right. Thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This was a this was a ball. All right, you guys, if you are still tuned in, thank you. I appreciate it. I tried to trim this conversation the best I could because <laughs> Lord knows I can talk about Jasmine Sullivan all day and night and forever if I wanted to because I love the way her, her music makes me feel just that much. So thank you for listening into the conversation. Thank you again, Carl, for joining me in the conversation and like I've said before, make sure you are keeping up with the podcast. And if you have been enjoying it, keep up with us on socials at Missing Point Pod. And if you are enjoying the podcast, believe it or not, the quickest way to grow a podcast still, even in 2021, is through word of mouth. So if you are enjoying this, tell your friends, tell your friends, friends, tell your coworkers over the Zoom meeting. Hey, I have this podcast where Miles talks about professional tennis and pop culture, and I have passionate conversations, the three P's, <laughs> that's what we're rolling with and missing the point. Um, one more thing I wanted to make mention of you guys, um, I'm going to be dropping the link to Jasmine Sullivan's Tiny Desk concert in the podcast description, so make sure you check that out, as well as I'm going to drop her track list and lyrics to the song so you can get lost in her pen because her pen game is crazy and also while you're checking out the podcast description please be aware of the podcast support link so if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to contribute to the growth of the show please consider clicking the link in the description that says support this podcast it is actually tied directly to my podcast hosting website and it's super simple and easy the website gives you an option of a one-time donation in support of the show, or you can opt in to schedule a monthly donation, essentially becoming a sponsor of the show. Both are completely optional and not required to continue enjoying the content, but it does go a long way in ultimately advancing the show. Again, it is a choice all of your own, but know that donations will surely be appreciated and be put to good use on the show. So that about wraps it up for this episode you guys thanks for rocking with me thanks for listening again tell somebody else about the podcast if you are enjoying it and share it on your social medias and i will catch you guys on the next one be safe wear a mask <laughs> social distance and stay sane we are 
We're going to get through 2021 the best way we know how. And I will catch you guys later, okay? Bye-bye.